Back on, on the bench, Roma, on Madiba's radio, we're joined by Lungisane Dube. Uh, Dube, just uh, obviously a good mate of mine. Uh, just talk us uh, talk us through your your like uh, rugby career as a player and, and, and as a coach as well, because I believe you were coaching before COVID happened. Oh, how's it, Nate? Uh, thank you for having me, man. It's always a pleasure catching up with you. Um, yeah, um, where do I start? So my rugby day started... At way back at Graham College, um, I had a really, really good time um, being, or felt privileged being part of a, such a, an institution, um, one of one of the best um, in the province, you know. So um, that's where I was molded as a player. That's where I developed my love for rugby. Um, always the war cries and the cheers and have, having everyone, having all the attention on you, representing the first side. Um, so that's where I decided. Actually, I think I want to take, I wanted to take this um, onto an, another step. You know, um, mm. I got an opportunity um, to go play a bit of rugby down in George, which is probably um, one of the best experiences and probably the most grateful opportunities I've had, uh, I've ever had. You know, but at the time I didn't realize um, what an, a privilege it was. I almost took it, well, I probably did take it for granted. Um, um, in terms of going back, I uh, sometimes wish I could have probably just worked a little bit harder. Um, but regardless, I always believe that God has a plan. And with that, um, I was coached um, by by some of the best coaches. I mean, having like guys like Gafford Lukin, who's the Blitzbalker conditioning coach, as our conditioning coach, um, John Davids, who's now the... Springboks um, is using uh, assistant coach and part of the setup, you know. Um, so you're dealing with world class coaches, you know. So um, I was very grateful for that um, that that experience, which has probably carved my way as a coach. Um, soon after that, I went down to Queenstown. I was part of a school, Queens College, um, where I did extremely well in my coaching, and part of that. I'm thankful for the experience I had down in George because I never saw myself as a coach. 
but that experience and learning George um, paved the opportunity or paved um, my good deeds that happened afterwards. So yeah, um, that's pretty much my rugby background. Cool, perfect. So today, obviously, we're talking about the box. Um, the box have played six tests since uh, the Rugby World Cup final. They've won five and lost one. I mean, what are your thoughts uh, as a coach on on their um, how they are coached as as a team? Oh, first of all, I think we're grateful to be seeing the box play again um, mm. with all these disruptions and this horrible virus that's around. Um, it's I mean, it's almost been two years before the box played their first game, and for those all those guys to come together and actually do what what they're doing or, or yeah. play the, the way they like playing, having to come together after such a long time and the guys being away from each other, playing in different camps. I think we're grateful just to be seeing the box playing again. Um, and I think they, um, Rassi and, and Ninaba and his, and his team, they're doing such an incredible job. And, and for that and setting such high standards, we saw that when they prepared for the 2019 World Cup, um, they didn't have much time to, as a team. And we saw that now um, with little preparation to go out and win against uh, four nations in one. I think that's an immense, uh, it's an incredible achievement. Mm. Um, so my thoughts on, 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 on their performances, I mean, for those guys to come together and come um, and and produce the results they're producing. I think we 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 can be very very proud of ourselves and proud of it as a nation as well, backing the team. So um, they've done extremely extremely well. Um, there's only been positives, and we can learn as coaches from those guys. I mean, I know the box have criticised a lot, um, but not playing much more expansive rugby. I mean, um, if you look at the the, the 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 series, there's so much at stake. You know, 12 years of history. Um, You've got to play low risk rugby. You can't just be chucking the ball around. There's got to be less mistakes. The mm. team with less mistakes will win the game. And therefore, that's why you saw a game like that. It's low risk rugby, territory game. It's all about points, um, which is what we saw. And we expected nothing less than that. And looking at the types of coaches Ninaba is and, and someone like Gatlin, that's the type of rugby that we could have expected or should have expected. Um, Watching a bit of the championship against Argentina, we saw the box running the ball more, um, being playing a bit more expansive, trying to experiment more, which was good, um, which I've always expected and and knew that's that's what we're going to do. So, which is, I'm, I'm really proud of the way that, and where we are, and I think we're in a really, really good place right now. Yeah, so talking about the, the, the expansive game, and the, sometimes the games have been boring as well. I mean, even the analysts and even the public as well have, have uh, criticised the box of being bored, playing boring rugby. Um, do you agree that Test rugby, as you mentioned, is meant to be less errors and obviously more conservative, other than obviously the Curry Cup, which is more less professional, but it's just more expansive and it's obviously attractive to, to the public. Do you agree with that statement? Look, mate, um, I've always used this theory, you know, um, in terms of rugby will always sell, um, I mean, try sell tickets. As, as, as a coach, I've used, I've always used this analogy, uh, try sell you tickets. And everyone wants to see this, the, the, the fancy tries, like for example, how New Zealand, sorry, the New Zealand brand, how they score their tries and all of that. That will always sell you tickets. But what will win you tournaments is the fence. And, 
and we've seen in the World Cup we've won a tournament and that's minimum errors your defense will win you and it's boring rugby unfortunately mm. um and that's how it is we won this championship this this the British and Irish tour because of our boring rugby yeah. if we're winning why complain I mean um if you're really a rugby enthusiast, you'll really enjoy the type of rugby and you will enjoy it. It won't be boring for you because we still pride ourselves in our lineouts and our malls and we're doing that. The boys are really loving um, the mauling. It's going great. We're in the best in the world in that department. The scrums, we're in the best in the world in that department. Our lineouts. Mm-hmm. So if you're really a rugby enth- enthusiast, you're going to enjoy that. But if you just want to see all the... The, um, the, the, like if you're not really a huge rugby supporter, you don't know the game very well. Mm. You will get, you're only going to watch uh, New Zealand play, you know, sure. because you're entertained by that. Um, so I think we are going to see an expensive type of game from from. Um, I mean, those guys are. Nino Abo is a very smart guy, um, and obviously they they planned for this, you know, for these tours, and they have the guys haven't been, they haven't played for together for very long. Mm. So the guys have been playing in Europe, some guys have been playing, they've been all in different camps. Mm-hmm. Now to try and merge all of that in just little time, you can't be throwing the ball around so much, you know. There's going to be errors, the guys miscommunications because the guys haven't spent enough time. Mm-hmm. So the more you play, like we've seen in the work, the more we play, the better we get it, you know. So I think we're going to start doing that. As we saw now in our previous game, we the more, started running the ball more. So and the Curry Cup, um, if you notice in the Curry Cup, there's just it's just, it's just been high scoring games, like so many tries, but mm. defensively, um the the, the 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 defensive coaches really, really need to look at themselves there. I mean, mm. we can't be we can't have an eighty point game, you know, yeah. so that's unacceptable. But people love the tries, but defence is also very important and that's how you win tournaments I guess or important matches 100% um, that's quite interesting as well Um, the coaches in the Curry Cup actually did mention that they were worried that the aura of the Curry Cup was starting to disappear because obviously with a lot of rugby's moving overseas so maybe that was the game plan amongst the coaches but anyway we move on Um, past stats (laughs) past stats uh, have shown that the boxer lost to the Lions in the first test and all blacks in World Rugby World Cup opener as uh, these teams kick more in their in the games, do you believe this is an element of oppositions could uh, use to beat the boss going forward? Yeah, mate. Um, if, if you look at in 2017, um, I think I think was that in 2017 the last British and Irish tour had to New Zealand, was it in New Zealand? Hey, New Zealand. Yeah, I think. Yeah, if you in that tournament, I get New Zealand playing against the the uh, the, the the British and Irish Lions. They kicked more than we actually did in this tour. So people don't actually realize how much kicking is actually happening in a game. Mm. And it's not only to kick defensively, it's also to kick tactically to win your ground, you know? So you see these box kicks, um, you see, we always criticize Faf. That Faf doesn't decide how this is how what we're gonna do, you know? He has to play according to the coaches, what the coaches decide. And if he's not going to do that, he's not going to get selected. So we can't really criticize players like him, for example. Um, as a coach here out now, um, I would always say, why kick from the 10 where the nine has to pass the ball five, eight meters down to, to the 10 for him to kick again, trying to go forward, where you can actually kick from the base where you'll get more territory, if that makes sense. And... 
Now, with blockers and all of that and contesting and trying to win penalties in the air, there's, there's very little um, room for error. That is kicking, especially box kicking. Um, in the air, there's so much little room for error. One mistake, not taking your eyes off points. Yellow the ball and bumping the play in the air could, 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 could win your yellow card, could win your penalty. And now it's all about points. Whatever points we pride ourselves in, in our malls and our line-outs. So if we can get... 10, 15 meters down uh, a penalty, we can easily go for poles or we can go for the line and use our mall. So mm. I think going forward, it's definitely a strategy. Um, but where do you draw the line? Do you want them, do you want people doing now start, do you, do you want that trend to start from school level, but then school rugby is going to be boring, mm. you know? So where do you draw the line? Um, do you want, you, yes, you, you see it at an international level, but now is it going to be influencing how coaches coach now at schoolboy level? So I do think it will, it can be a tactic, um, um, beating the box, you know, or going forward, beating the box and New Zealand. 100%. So do you, do you, do you think um, that it depends on the opposition, on how, how you want to play as well? And obviously the strengths of your, of your team. No, definitely, definitely. Um, you, you obviously have coaches doing their homework um, and analysing games and paying to the finer details, trying to spot weaknesses and where you can expose teams. Um, there's some teams that you, you hardly want to kick to because their backfield will always be good and their chase line or all their block lines will be very good trying to defend that, you know. So you, you obviously look at the team you play um, then you can decide, do you want to kick more or do you want to um, run the ball more? Or do you think you can expose them out wide? Um, where are the weaklings? So it's definitely got to do with the team you're playing against and the types of players you have um, and where your, stri- your strengths lie and where the opposition's weaknesses lie. Um, of course, uh, earlier in the week, uh, Nick Mallet, who is a super sport analyst, uh, said the box have a better set piece, better more. Not sure if he's referring to the attack or defensive malls and a better kicking game than the All Blacks. Earlier I mentioned the teams who kicked more on the day um, had a high probability to beat the box. Do you agree with Nick Mallet's statement uh, if we, when, when we're comparing the box and the All Blacks in the, on, the, on those three areas of the game? No, I definitely. Uh, look, uh, I, I definitely uh, agree with you. Um, I mean, with Nick, um, I, I'm 100% with him. I mean, we pride ourselves in our scrums and I feel like in our set pieces, we're definitely the best. And if you look at our front row individually, you can easily say someone like Steven Kitsoff in his position is the best in the world. Bonambi at the moment, he's on phenomenal form. I'd easily say he's the best hook on form in the world right now. And you look at someone like Franz Mulherber, he's definitely, without a doubt, I don't think it's even debatable that he is the best number three in the world right now. So now, immediately, that that that, that alarms you to think, oh, Sherbert, that's actually the front row and you reckon they're the best in the world. You're bound to have the best set pieces. Um, so I definitely agree with um, Nick Ballett uh, with that statement. And that's where we pride ourselves in our scrums and our malls and... Um, Defensively and on attack, so I definitely do. I do do um, um, uh, agree with him there, and I think 
we 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 definitely and our kicking game has just been on point and if you look at Henry Pollard yes for points for polls look he's been out of he's been out of right before a while and he's trying to get back in his confidence and right now uh looking at his previous last match he played against the Pumas he's definitely getting back to the Henry Pollard we know so um in terms of a kicking game we definitely we we definitely on par with New Zealand if not better um uh look it's a picture we've lost half to click um but Reinach, Reinach is fighting he's doing really really well he's filling the shoes but obviously we do miss half to click yeah so you've mentioned that um Steven Kitzel from Bonambi and Francois Malaba are arguably the best uh, players in their position rightly rightfully so but uh, obviously um the obviously the, the best players in the world obviously have to be extraordinary players as well but um, my question is to you is uh, what makes these players special over the other players look uh, i'm going to start with um i'm going to start with Franz Mulherber um what makes him special he does his primary job phenomenally well uh he scrums really well uh on defense on attack um he's your go to guy without a doubt and then then you look at his on field play um is it doing more than his is than his job and you look at it, you look at the stats after each game you look at he's he's always amongst the his tackles for example he's always amongst your sia colises your loose play, your, your your loses he's putting in so much tackles in a game that you could compare him to your loses so i mean if he's making so many tackles a game and his carries and his meters um that's what makes him phenomenal and that's what he prides himself in you will look at him and you'll never think that uh, and, and a lot of the times i think he's been very very underrated or he's got he's one of those unsung heroes because of just his because of his body shape <laughs> he's just got that dad bod he doesn't look like someone that works really hard um but you you'll be your drop your jaw just drops when you see the stats that guy um at, at an end of the game then you look at someone like monami man um the springboks scrum is so successful because of that guy he's so strong and he's just got and on the ground is so good you know you've got that extra loose forward on the field on the pitch he's going to steal he's going to get turnovers for you his ball carrying abilities um on a, on on defense as well is just so great so um another definitely so to cut it short another another primary job of a, of a hooker as well um is to throw in the lineouts that's where i was actually no, getting no. To with bonambi <laughs> He hasn't been uh, doing quite well in the lineouts, and obviously that is a problem in the set piece because obviously the box try themselves in in good set piece for the backline. Yes, yes. I think I think that's what he, he prided himself in. I mean, I remember when Monambi was still benching for Marks. Um, Monambi's and Marks wasn't great at his throwing, and the only thing he had on edge on Marks and Marks was actually on his prime, and was his throwing. from Bonambi had hunger to actually be in the starting lineup um i think a lot of the times now once you've made the starting lineup you started you start to relax a little bit and then you start to, trying to do more and then sometimes you go away from your strengths you're trying to develop other areas like he's now his on field uh, plays so good um but then he might have neglected his throwing a little bit more so um i think he should go back to 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 what made him good and what uh, got him there um was was his pinpoint throwing you know so um 
which has been a little bit disappointing. Yeah, I wouldn't say he's been bad, but he hasn't been the Monambi that we always expect in terms of his lineup throws. But his overall general play has been really good. And then Steven Kitsoff, the spicy plum man, where do I even start? That guy's scrums, we know. Um, we always He's always winning our scrums. You always see him us scramming his opponent. Um, his carries, his defense, he's, he's also an extra loose forward on, 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 on the pitch. He always wins your turnovers. So he just fits that, that Springbok uh, mold so well. Um, he's unlike, for example, Monambi, your, your, your New Zealand um, general hookers, like running in the trams, like your Dane Coles, Cody, Taylor. uh, Cody Taylors, with the slick handling. We definitely different players because that's not our style of play, and they fit our style of play so well, and we do it so well, and that's why we're successful. And it's our it's basically a recipe to our success, and yeah. we dominate physically, and 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 that's why we've been so good. Yeah, you know, a big talking point is is the, the front rows and when we, we, we should start and so forth. I mean, we've seen uh, Steven Kitsoff and Francois Ladber come off the bench um, and people have criticised that, that opinion because they obviously think they, they are the best that should start. And then obviously you have Trevor Nyakani as well and Vincent Koch, just to name a few, and the Ox as well, just to name a few. But I mean, where, how do you go about in in, um, in the game management in terms of... In terms of sorry. As a coach, as a coach, nowadays rugby is no longer a 15-man game. It, it is a 23-man game. Mm. So, you look when you look at selection, especially your tight matches, and you look at how you approach a game, what do you want to do to the opposition? You know you're not going to score very, very much uh, many tries in the first half. So, what do you want to do? Do you want to suck the energy out of them in your scrums, uh, dominate them physically? Then you know you've got fresh legs, and, and when in, in when in coaches when coaches sit together they decide okay who's the better bench player okay mm. there's some guys that can't play well off the bench they're not going to change the game mm. you know so and there's some guys that are, re- are better starters so when you see Francois Herbert come off the bench doesn't mean he's been dropped or bad you know he's mm. st- still the best in the world but he needs to come on and do a job as the bomb squad and change the game. When teams are very tired now, that's when you suffocate them even more. And then that's when you start seeing more mistakes from the teams and this whole start opening because they're tired. And those guys, the lactic acid has been has been built up by the guys that started the game because we pride ourselves in the scrums. Mm. Uh, we pride ourselves in uh, oh, in our malls. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah. So what that does essentially, it, it builds so much uh, lactic acid in the legs of, of, of the opposition. Now imagine having someone like Franz, um, Malherbe come on, Kitsov, and uh, Malcolm Marks. They're all great ball carriers with full of energy. They're not tired. They're fresh to, uh, against a team that's already tired. You know, so you're bound to win your scrums. You're bound to get more penalties from your scrums and get more territory when attacking with ball in hand. Defensively, you know they're gonna either turn the ball over the ground or slow it down. So it's 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 definitely it's 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 a, it's a tactic. I wouldn't say it's 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 because they're not the best. You know, so it's definitely a tactic because they play much better bench players. So if you look at someone like Bonami and 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 Malcolm Marks, they're most likely almost on the same par. 
Um, however, Monambi wouldn't do better than Marks coming off the bench. Marks is better off the bench. He comes, he brings that explosive power with him. With Monambi, he's a better starter, you know? That's interesting. Uh, now, let's move on to the backs. Uh, many have insisted that Fasi should start ahead of Vili. I'm sure you have an opinion on this, uh, but uh, what makes Vili the ideal 50 for the box? Look, I'm one of the guys um, that was like, Apelele Fasi is definitely the best fullback in South Africa. Yeah. Um, and he should actually start. However, when you watch these behind the scenes, these cameras that get stuck on Vili and, and, and you look at the, the work mm-hmm. Vili does off the ball and Vili is actually one of the um, the main generals on attack um, in the box setup. I mean, he is one of the best uh, runners in terms of the backs and, and, and ge- on, in general play and broken play uh, in terms of attack and organizing the attack. Lukanyo Am, those guys look good because of Vili's communication. Mm. And Vili makes everyone around them look so good defensively and on attack. So, without a doubt, um, um, Vili is probably one of the best. He's just world class, man. And and the, the work he does behind the scenes and what we don't see as, co- as spectators, because we don't have all the views and angles, um, that coaches get and the stats they get. So um, we, it's easy to criticize and, and see a, a missed pass from Vili or a knock on, and we just judge him solely on that. Mm. But you don't actually realize on broken play, um, where Vili is the main driving force of the tries, Ches and Kobe, while Pimpy actually scores. Uh, the, yeah, let's, let's move on to the next question. There's so much uh, talk about Dwayne and, um, and the public showing a lot of faith in him at eight. Should we perhaps start looking um, ahead? Um, I mean, there are guys like Jasper Visser, Kwaka, Nocho who's still injured, even Ruiz, even Ruiz who is currently having a blind, blind of a season for, for Western Province. Mm. Look, um, Dwayne is Dwayne, he's still, so he's he's the best eight in the world. But um, just to have have Dwayne in the camp uh, mentoring guys like Jasper Visa. I mean, which he, he's he stepped up to the plate. Um, he's shown that he's he's world class, and and to think that he's only 26, 25, 26, that's incredible. So to have him um, latch on and learning from Dwayne and how to deal, how to play high pressure games, um, is really really great. And obviously, we want Dwayne. At, at 100% match fitness and because he's just world class. But to have someone like Jasper learning from the best is, I think, is, is, is such a good move. And Jasper is definitely the future. Um, he's shown that he's proved it to the rest of us that, that that's his jersey um, when Glenn decides to hang the boots. But um, are we forgetting the other players uh, we, haven't, we haven't mentioned. Pocha, um, Noche. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, or don't they put uh, the mold of the spin box? I think I think I think Kwaka was actually just a quick fix um, in terms of he knows the plays, he knows the the general loose loose plays for the box, he knows the blueprint. But I don't think he has a future in terms of playing for the box. I mean, he doesn't really complement. The eighth man position in the physical game we want to play. I mean, 
His physical presence is he's he's your more explosive runner, um, but he doesn't bring that physical presence. But mm. because he knows the game well and he knows what needs to be done, he was a quick fix. I mean, I think everyone had expected that um, Dwayne would be ready for this for this championship. I mean, for the British and Irish tour to mm. prove wrong. And obviously, Rossi didn't want to chuck Jasper Visa in in the deep, you know. Um, where chucking the deep end where he's got no experience he's never been there at such a big test level you know uh, where you're playing now against the British and Irish like possibly this I mean after we know after the World Cup the next biggest thing to play is the British and Irish tour mm. so now to chuck someone inexperienced in the deep like that it's a bit of a risk but he's he's definitely put up his hand and shown that he is world class um and now that the coaches are aware of that, going forward, definitely Jasper is going to be the main guy. And I don't think Kwaka is going to be, I mean, he's not your best line-out option either because he's quite short. Um, he's more likely to be your sixth. And obviously, Sia is the skipper. Uh, and we know Peter Steff is the best seven in the world. So that's not happening. So he's not... I don't think he was just a quick fix just because we went through injury um, with Dwayne. Um, and he had a little bit more experience than Jasper. Mm. Looking at guys like Noche, Noche is definitely one of one of one of the guys that 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 that, that has shown that he's just been unfortunate with the injuries. Now he has shown that he's got what it takes to be a springbok. Um, but also he plays also a different game. He doesn't bring um, your traditional physical eight. Um, mm. Normally, a big Afrikaans uh, strong eight brings, you know. Quickly. We're not. So obviously, Noche is. Um, he brings a different brings a different style of play. He's not your normal, your usual traditional big Afrikaans eighth physical eighth man. Um, so he's more, your more elusive type, very skillful type um, eighth man, type Kieran Reed type of eighth man. You know. So um, and we traditionally we know the Springboks will rather go with your more physical eighth man type PSPs type runner. You know, um, Dwayne, uh, Jasper. So I don't think he he would really, really feature much um, at eight for the box. Maybe he should start looking at, at, at finding a position like um, open side flank or blind side flank. That's where he would get more opportunity. But then it's really, really tough playing against a player like Peter Steph Toy. Um, He's just phenomenal, you know. He's out of this world. And then, obviously, Sia is skipper. Um, so it's, he's got it really, really tough. Okay, that's uh, interesting. Um, it, remi- it reminds me when CJ Stander was playing for the Bulls and he was doing really, really well. But if you looked at his competition, he was dealing with your John Smith, your uh, your Skulk Burgers, um, your um, there was Donny Rousseau's, your PSP pieces. There was just no chance for him, you know. Um, I mean, that's arguably one of the best Springbok teams in history, you know. So, um, and you still had guys like Hendrik Rousseau bursting into the scene there. So, you just you just born at the wrong time, mate. Mm. 
Sounds unfortunate. Then uh, the last question before we have to let you go. On to the rest of the rugby champs. Uh, what are your predictions on the rest of the four fixtures uh, remaining for the box? Um, it's it's look. It's unfortunate that uh, New Zealand has actually pulled out from the championship. Um, I think everyone was just looking forward to see. No, they they um, they are they are still they they are playing. Then they are they are going to play. The other okay. Morning. Oh, so they only pulled out on the Bledisloe Cup. Uh, no, they still uh, have to confirm, but that's going to be played in the last fixture of the Bledisloe oh, okay. Cup. Is going to be played at the end of of the rugby champs. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I just heard when them pulling out. Okay, I didn't realize. Now I'm going to hear the latest. Oh, great. Um, I think well, everyone is looking forward to to, to seeing New Zealand uh, play South Africa. I mean, that's always the biggest clash in all rugby, and that's always a nail biter. I think. Um, with the points, I think we'll accumulate. Hopefully, um, we can play and get bonus points. Hopefully, against um, Australia, uh, and then if we can get more wins, which I suppose New Zealand has already got a bonus point against Australia, they thumped them. Um, hopefully, we can also get a bonus point against them. And when we eventually do play them, uh, we know it's going to be a tight game. It's not going to be a high-scoring game. Um, I really, I do, I really, really do back the box on this one. I really think we've got this. I think we're, we, we're just, 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 just a fraction ahead of New Zealand, um, especially with our, with our, our set-piece players. Um, like with we, like Nick, Nick Mallett had mentioned that our set-piece, uh, set-pieces, our scrums, our malls, um, our kicking game, is just, we just have a slight edge over them. Mm. That's interesting. Uh, Duba, uh, or let me say Spice, uh, thanks so much for joining me on, on the bench room on Madiba's radio. I look forward to seeing you again uh, sometime later this year. Thanks, mate. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Cool. Thanks, man. Hi, I'm Figile Mbalula, commonly known as uh, Razmataz Mbawizi Fligile on Flick. You are listening to Madiba's radio. Keep rocking the Metro Nana. Let's go. You're listening to Madiba's radio. Opening up the ways for you to be heard. Okay. Recording in progress. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us. We've got the coach and the captain here. Dobbo, if we can start. Um, there's a couple of players missing that played last week. Um, if you can maybe just run through. Obviously, I'm not sure if the... Two flanks uh, in the second row is a tactical uh, idea to, to play a quicker game, or also if you can just maybe talk about how serious some of the injuries are, like like Warwick or Ivan or guys like that might not know. Uh, yeah, I think um, you know we played well, as I've, I said, we we probably we've played more games than anybody else by stretching the competition, and and the British and Irish Lions game, and you know a couple of these tough cycles, you know, three and eight days or four and fourteen. We're always going to take its toll and we knew that the last week's cycle, I think from the start of last week's cycle to the end, we'd taken from our team players the quality of Sibylla Sonatla, Evan Ruiz, um, Marcel, T- uh, big pardon, David Mies and J.D. Schickeling um, and somebody else, I forget, uh, Skyrim Tibetan, which are not, which are really, really big players, a carry cup level, giant players for us, you know, physically. And so, um, unfortunately, that's just a consequence of the, how we had the, the fixture list. Um, we haven't always had the privilege of uh, of bringing in um, uh, much so other franchise players for the competition. We wanted to use it to develop our youngsters, and I think from that point of view, we've done a good, a really good job. But um, it has knocked us a bit. It's taken its toll on the on the depth of the squad. I think we are 45-man professional squad, and about half the guys are fit to either with either injured or with the Springboks. 
you know, and also us and the Sharks give away a lot of players to the Springboks, so that's obviously a factor. But having said that, I think we're still putting out a nice, young, talented team. We've got real energy and determination to do well. Um, you know, it's credit to guys like Ernst, he's a, he's a flank, and Joe is a flank, a prepared dude for the team. And that's the spirit we're going to need on Saturday. Okay, if you can maybe just run through some of the guys that are missing this week, uh, like, like Warwick or Ivan. Uh, oh, sorry, yeah. Oh, Warwick, that's another name I forgot. Yeah, yeah listen, we have to be, um, Mike, we have to be very responsible. The, the truth is that in a month's time, uh, we're playing in the first game of the United Rugby Championship, which is where the, probably the future of the, you know, the commercial models, the union, probably where our fans' passion is going to lie and judge us and everything. And um, if we can push him, push him and Russ in to Saturday night, I'd love to have him. He's got a slight niggle. The, the truth is he gets another knock on that. He's gone for, he's got compartment capsule, cap, compartment capsule syndrome, which is the injury Peter Steffer. It can't be worth it. You know, if it was a Carrie Cup final or a URC final, then maybe. Same with Warwick, you know. He's come back from a serious knee injury, pushed him through three games in eight days. It's flared up. Push him again this week, he could miss the start of, or could miss quite a bit of URC. So I think we have to be really, uh, look at the context and be really responsible to the union and to the players' welfare, you know. Um, a guy like Scarra, again, with that quad, Put him in, he's got a massive soft tissue issue that goes again yeah, eight to 12 weeks. So um, we've had to sort of be, be responsible and pragmatic and choose a team that's, that's energetic and going to go and leave everything up there in Kings Park on Saturday night. Suppose as much as you want, obviously, you know, you've been saying it's a quarter final, it's a must win, and the team that goes there is going to give everything, but you need to look at the bigger picture a little bit and, and look at how long we've been playing flat out rugby for since, since last year and how long we're going to be playing rugby for and, and what's coming up and what's been and pick a team according to that. Yeah, I mean, look, it's just, we, we desperately want to win and do well on Saturday night and make no mistake. Uh, we've put a lot into this campaign, so we've played more games, we've played more of these cycles. Um, you know, guys have really pitched up, I think, you know, energy-wise. Disappointing on, on Sunday, we couldn't, you know, perhaps go, go to home and drive then and, and start a May for a while, it looked like we might. But we have to, you know, and this is where the union, you know, people always say, you know, Western Province this or that. The union has to rely on that we have to be responsible for the future of, this, of, this, of, the, of, the, of the union and of this group and of the team, which is that we've got a team that's fresh and ready to go for URC that can compete because we're not going to have our Springboks for the first half of the year and um, that we can regenerate this group as quickly as we can, uh, add to it where we need to, but um, that is a responsible thing because that's where a world of, of you know, potential qualification for Champions League, that's going to be the thing in which our union will, and our, our team and our franchise will be judged on. Um, so that's, it's been a balancing act throughout. You know, there were times, you know, Evan Rus could have come to Kimberley last week, for example, and I'm sure people are unhappy he did, but the reality is now we have him guaranteed for the start of URC, and that's... And that's just the hat we're wearing. It's tough on Ernst because you've got to go and captain a team in battle. But I honestly believe that we've got the belief and the group to do it on Saturday night. Ernst, uh, from your side, must have been quite nice this week uh, not to just be doing captain's runs uh, <laughs> and, and to actually have a whole week to prepare um, and to work on some things which maybe we didn't get the chance to do last week. Yeah, yeah, I think it was good. Um, I think the extra time helped us a bit, um, especially with, with some young or new guys coming in or just a change of positions. Um, so we, I think, yeah, we had a really good training week thus far. And like Dava mentioned, we know exactly what's, what's going to be needed. And um, yeah, hopefully, uh, or not hopefully, but we'll stand up and fight for that. Um, I think the guys are really excited. Like I said, it was a good week um, and we know what needs to be done. Yeah, I mean, I suppose knock-up rugby came a little early for us, uh, but it must mean a lot to all the guys involved. I mean, we, we spoke earlier in the week, you know, we had Brunus 
do this. And we spoke about 2012 and maybe 2017 where, you know, they pulled off some, some great wins. Uh, it's, it's a chance to be part of history again, I suppose. Exactly, yeah. I think a chance is all we, we want. Um, and yeah, it's all, it's all, it was all in our hands. We put ourselves in this position and uh, the pressure's on us. But like I said, we'll stand up and fight. Um, and hopefully, yeah, come out, come out on top, uh, whatever it takes. Cool. All right, guys. Questions from your side for these two? Um, uh, Mike, I've got two questions for Dobbo and then one for uh, Adams, if I can go ahead. Okay. You can just ask them one after the other, I suppose. Okay, cool. Perfect. Coach um, nice. Dobbo, you have moved your undertoy uh, to lock. Over the years, you had problems at a specific position due to players being injured. Uh, would you say the lock position uh, took a knock for you guys this year? You mentioned JD and Mayhazen. Even the man next to you, Adams, who has played most of his uh, Stormers province games at Blindside flank. Now it looks like he has a permanent uh, shifted, uh, permanently shifted to cover that lock. Should go on. Yeah. Yeah. Th- um, yeah. Look, when we start, you know, obviously every campaign you prepare a squad, and you know, we uh, as delighted as we are, our locks for this campaign, which you, would, I think, you would agree, will be, you know, my. Uh, a competition top top performers were Marvin Ori, Saman Marat, JD Schickeling, and David Miazen. You know, and, and on that, David Miazen is not even in the 23. Um, great reasons. Marvin's made a Springboks and done well there, for which we're thrilled. Um, and unfortunately, Saman, the treatment we tried to do for him in the Preparation Cup uh, didn't work, so he had to have a surgery. And then David and, uh, and JD both got injured. I mean, that's a freakish, you know, four great locks that's before we've even got to Ernst. I think Ernst done a brilliant job for us there. So yeah, we're going to go and play a team with the depth that the Sharks have uh, with two flanks at lock, but they're good flanks and they're great players and great people. So it is a, it is a concern for us, um, um, but we will have them back. David's unfortunately out quite long term. Uh, JD could be back for the start of URC, I hope, and um, Saman should be back for the start of URC. So in terms of our depth, we're probably in our darkest hour and it's nice to be able to turn to instant uh, Alright, and then last one for double. Last time this province didn't make it to the Curry Cup playoffs was back in 2019 during the Rugby World Cup year. Before, but before that, it was back in 2008. Does this cloud hang? Does this cloud hang over you a bit that you potentially might miss out in a playoff spot, especially with the URC tournament coming up? Uh, is that a concern for you guys? Look, I think. Um, yeah, I, the, the the 2019 was exceptional because of the World Cup year and the amount of guys we had in the training squad. And we just missed out on the last game in Bloom, and you're right, we had a great period up until then. Um, you know, the, the Carry Cup's important to the Cape, and obviously we want to be in the playoffs. But as I sort of try to suggest, without trying to abrogate from that our responsibility there, our real judgment day is going to be in the URC. And it's not like the days have passed where players went on holiday at the end of the Carry Cup season, and some guys went on interview tour and played their way into that. We're now looking at a, at a tournament, you know, if we played in the Curry Cup final there's one weekend off and this is something that Bulls or Sharks or Pumas or Griqua or us whoever's going to be one week no well, Pumas or Griqua sorry they won't apply Bulls or Sharks one week off and then you're starting away in Europe in the URC so you know there's a silver lining to if one's not in the Curry Cup final it gives a chance for these players to rest I, I think you know what I say we've played more games than everybody else but everybody's been on the go since Superhero or Superfan Saturday in August last year and um you know, we desperately want to make the Curry Cup for our pride, for our franchise, for our egos and everything. But there is an upside in that we can maybe circuit break and rebuild and refresh some of these poor guys who have been through so much. So it does sit in the back of our mind. Don't want, to, don't want that record. But um, in terms of the, the URC, uh, the, you asked about the URC. In terms of the URC, it may not be a bad thing. But for our own pride, we really, we really want to do well.
Right, thanks, Dobbo. And then uh, you add us the last one. Look at the context of the game and the amount of players missing out. What's the mindset of the players this week going into the must win game against the Sharks? Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> the guys coming in are hungry. Um, I think the mindset is just, uh, yeah, to do whatever it takes. Um, like I said, you, I think we spoke uh, quite an honest chat this morning. It's literally just stand up and fight. I think whatever is going to be needed. Um, obviously, physically, us as forwards are going to have to uh, stand up. They also have a good back um, and also play sort of the right game. There might be some, some wet weather um, and I think we'll, we'll be prepared for that. Um, so yeah, I think the biggest mindset is just uh, yeah, doing whatever it takes and to keep working. Um, yeah, I think if we do that, we can walk off the field proud and hopefully the result will be in our favour. Cool, Nathan, you happy, yeah? Oh, yes, thanks, Mike. Thanks, Nathan. Mike, can I do it? Another interesting aspect of, of this current cup is um, that you almost, you know, you fulfil your fixtures and um, then yet you get all the, uh, you know, pick up more injuries in the other franchises. So it's almost like you are, by doing a good job in terms of management of COVID, etc. it's almost like, <laughs> it's bizarre that you, you it's, in this career cup as it is, it almost feels like you're being punished for fulfilling all your fixtures. Yeah, I mean, it it, it 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 does feel a bit tough, you know. What we would have done, you know, some franchises I think have had three or four weeks, three or four games off. What we have done for three or four weeks rest, and what we would have done for the players, uh, three or four bye weeks would have been absolutely massive for us. Uh, you know, we the only look, look, we've never had a since 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 the pandemic, we've never had to cancel a game or anything due to COVID. We played all our Curry Cup games and the game against the British and Irish Lions, and then yeah, finished the Lions game, got on a. Bus to Bloemfontein and Nelspruit, so it's been it's 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 tough. I do feel yeah you know, that that we've taken a lot out of this team. Um, I do know that they've still got the fight to go uh, to go further, which is great, which is credit to Ernst and, and the team and his and, and his leadership. But it does feel a little bit a little bit like we need to, if we want to be energized and ready and have a fit and strong squad for the URC at some stage, we're going to need a little bit of a breather. Right? Because it does feel like we've been through the mill, and you know, you know, people are obviously very critical of us at the moment, and we weren't happy with Kimberley. But mm. as the log stands now, I think the Bulls have won seven games, and there are a couple of us, two teams like us and the Sharks, have won five games in the tournament, the most, you know, after the Bulls. So it's not like we've fallen off a cliff. It's just that we've had to play and lose. Every, we didn't get any draws and four points or anything like that. We knew those were the cards we were dealt early in the tournament, and we probably, as Ernst suggests, had it in our power last Saturday to resolve that, which would have been a remarkable achievement, given that we hadn't got any free points. But we didn't really do that, and we've got to do it on Saturday now. Hi, Mike, can I go? Yes, you can. Hi, uh, John, uh, can you maybe just elaborate a bit on Evan Rose's injury? You mentioned something about Peter Steff's acute compartment syndrome. I mean, how serious is that, and are you sure that he's then going to be ready for um, in time for the uh, United Rugby Championship? Yeah, you know, how, how it basically works, it's, it's like what we used to call when I was playing rugby, lummies. So he's got a lummy and then he's got another lummy on the same spot. And that, and that can cause sort of bleeding underneath the other one. Um, if you get a third one there, or another big knock, um, that can cause compartment capsule syndrome. So Evan's basically just got a lummy now and that'll go away in the next, you know, as I say, we, we, we could have played him in Kimberley. We probably could have, we could have played him uh, now. There's no nerve damage or anything like that. But just the risk of that third knock while that bruising and the bleeding still there, it risks compartment capsule syndrome, which is actually what happened to Peter Stiff. Double lummy and then the third knock. 
And um, given what we went through with Peter Steff, you know, there was that amputation fear, the one in, you know, 21 out of 43 cases at amputations, and a guy in his career, it's just something we're not even prepared to, to it's not even, a, it's a hard, not a hard decision, as much as we'd love to beat the Sharks on Saturday night, you know. Thanks. Yeah, sorry, to, but, but he's absolutely clear for, it's just a lummy, so he's clear for URC, no problem whatsoever, yeah. Just, just a dead leg, like, yeah. on Yeah, you know. Hi, Dobbo. Hi, Adams. Um, Dobbo, um, yeah, despite, despite everything um, going your way, not, not getting the points like some other uh, of the teams received um, due, to, due, due to circumstances, um, ideally, you wouldn't have, at the start of the season, wanted your team to be in this position. But, but it, uh, saying that, it also gives them the chance to show that, that there is that fight in them, there is that courage, they can stand up and, and that some of the youngsters are ready for um, a, a URC um, going into this um, must-win game. Yeah, I, I mean, we, we took a, a view right at the start and then it's probably, it probably increased that view when those games got cancelled and the points allocations came through to us. Um, that we had to develop our debt for URC. We're not going to go into the market to the extent that some of our, our, our competitors have, you know, because uh, we believe in the youngsters in this province. And that meant, you know, let's say, for example, I'm just saying hypothetically that Marcel, that Ernst van Rand's our, our number one seven flank for Carry Cup. But, you know, I have to expose Marcel Tennyson, uh, Johanna Toy. Um, we had to give Sazi, Sandy, Lee, Marvin, Mazabuka rugby a tight head. You know, that meant leaving Netlang out like we did a couple of times. We have to, it's painful because you want to win every Curry Cup game and the social media will go mad and want my head because we didn't, uh, we didn't win. But it's been a balancing act the whole time. And the, the, um, the disappointing thing, I suppose, from my side, you know, you know Paul Levitt hadn't held on and Kim, it wasn't his fault. And Kimberly, we'd scraped a win there. Not that we deserved to because we were poor. Uh, we would be sitting in the semi-finals of the game to spare and probably sending a, troop, a whole bunch of even more youngsters up to Durban. So we missed that opportunity that despite everything, we could have done it with a game to spare. Um, and now we're in the position we are. But, you know, out of this, out of this, um, uh, Lex gives us this opportunity. You know, we, um, we've still gone and made some brave selections this week. I mean, we could have forced Narmain and not given Marcel rugby. Uh, we could have... Put, uh, we could have put Evan on, we could have put Justin Besson, who's played a million pro rugby games, into, into the lot position, uh, um, but he's not going to be here next year. You know, we've kept with Sazi, uh, Dion Blula, and that's, so we, I think we're going to get a return from the investment. Of the, it's going to be great for those guys to play in a game of this pressure, for, and uh, I think it'd be better for URC for the experience. And one thing I absolutely know, that they're going to play with enormous fight and pride on, on Saturday night, more so than we've done the whole year. John, uh, a, a bit about the game itself. I mean, you guys have played these guys so often and they know you, you know them. And are you expecting anything different from them on Saturday? And, and what do you think are the pressure points that, that might swing it your way? I think, I think, Jan, one of the things that's, and we've been wrong about itself, and, and not, it's not us, it's these the sites, uh, is the weather. I'd see like it's one stage, it looks like 30, or it still looks like 30 millimetres of rain in Durban. And that's going to be a big change because they've got a huge kicking game, as we know. Um, they're amassing Kerwin, if you, I haven't seen their team playing contestables. Uh, fullback. Uh, um, the Lionel's playing 10, so they're, they're both, they've also started kicking more distance, so we know they're ticking, their attacking game. We know that they'd like to sort of play with also offload and play freestyle a little bit on attack. Um, I'm not sure if it'll help in the conditions, but their kicking game will certainly be a threat in the conditions. So I think 
territory, I mean, the old, old cliches, but territory no, against their kicking game in those conditions will be absolutely critical for us. We haven't been the world's best at exiting after scoring or restarts, so that'll be a major aspect of the game for us. And I think another part will be just how we get off the line, because I think in those conditions, you can put some skills under pressure if you're quick off the line. And um, so that's the sort of area that we'll be focused on. I don't think we can anticipate this is going to be a Harlem Globetrotters game if those conditions are anything like uh, what's, what's expected. It's a great leveller, which may, be, which may be a good thing for us. Hi, good afternoon, Coach. Um, good morning, Ernst. Coach, if I may, can I ask um, Ernst a question of Afrikaans, perhaps, please? Ernst, you offer trade at the past of the season. For the day's press conference, so we, as journalists, we can talk about the geschiedenis of the Currybeker competition and the Westlake Provincies geschiedenis in the competition. Maar ek verstaan nou wat die afrikkers sê, jylle moet nou een balans tref tussen die competitie wat voorlee en die huidige Karibieker competitie. Kijk jy jou vraag, kapitein, verstaan jy nog die ernst van die Karibieker competitie en hoe honger is jylle dan wel nog om in die top 4 te eindigen? Ja, ek denk dus al iemand in die span is wat het verstaan, is het moeilijk ek. Um, ek bedoel, van kleins af in die Holland toe, Karibieker, ek bedoel, snaaks paar weke terug sê ek soos Dion Fourie <laughs> was daar toe hulle daai jare karibeker al was en nie hier gewen het so nee ek, ja, ek het een groot, groot hoe kan ek sê experience en liefde vir die karibeker um, ek dink ons allemaal wat hier is, um, allemaal op verskillende maniere, op verskillende vlakke, maar iwer het, iwer het een connectie daarmee um, en ek kan verseker sê van my kant af en die Spaanse kant af is al definitief honger vir dit, ek bedoel ek dink is definitief een van die mooiste bekers en raak peen net soos jy sê, al die geschiedenis um, ek dink, soos ek sê, ons sal hoopelik, uh, ons gaan saadrag kom en ons gaan vecht vir dit, um, en hoopelik vir die mense daar buiten kan wees um, dat ons rarig trots is op die trui um, en dat ons rarig beker wil hee um, ek dink is, ja, is iets heel te mal anders wat jy nie, iwers anders in die wereld krij nie um, ja, die trui, die unie en dan obviously die karika Is is daar enigszins baie, is daar enigszins, ek wil al, ek wil vraag nie meer so, is daar enigszins geweldige druk op julle dan, om my top 4 te halen? Ja, ik denk, of, ek denk is maar, um, ek denk die grootste druk is eigenlijk maar, as wil jy self te leer stel, ek denk ons het ons self in moeilijke posities gesit, door die um, so daar is definitief druk, maar, ek denk is goeie druk, um, en soos uh, die afrikker gesê, soos dabbe gesê, het is ook die jonge ouds, wat, wat, wat die groot terug in wedstrijd gaan speel, en ons weer als baie op die spel, um, en ons gaan baie, uit die tijd kan leer, um, soos ek sê, ja, sal met ons beste geer, en uh, ja, hoopelik, kan ons die wein deertrek. Iemand anders, het een vraag? Ja, Mikey, dankie, ergens, weer vir jou, asjeblief, um, Dabo het nou genoem, dat um, uh, daar, um, uh, prikke uit is om sy kop op te sit op sociale media. Um, voel jylle 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 het hom en die africhter so'n bykie in die steek gelaat en vooral, vooral as ons kyk na die, die exits na afskoppe um, tydens games um, dis, dis, dis die punt wat, waar jylle gewoonlik um, goed is um, om daar agressief te, te ontvang en, en uit te kom um, en dan ook um, sekere, sekere wedstrijde waar jylle um, die, net met die knoop om deurgaak en die voel jylle jylle het ja. om so'n bykie teleergestel en, en, en het jylle saak om recht te stel 
Maar ja, gaan we skip af vakanties. Ja, kijk aan. Ja, ik denk die eerste is net sê, as ons gaan van die vinger wees na mekaar, ek denk, ons de baie goeie verhouding tussen die spelers, die leiderskap van die span en die africhters, ons allemaal vat saam die druk en vat saam die media of hoe kalder dan is aan. Ek is, dit is, mys kan het nie ontken dat daar baie druk is hier, maar ja, ek denk ons allemaal vat die foute wat ons gemaakt het en ons vat wat ons kan leren uit. Een ding is wel seker, ek Ek is vol vertrouwe in die spelers en die africhtingspan en ek denk voor en toe, ja, alhoewel het miskien nie op die stadium like die back ek allemaal in die inie en die, hoe kan ek sê, die processe wat ons in plek het, wat we op plek binnenkort so vruchtig gaan aanwerk, al like het miskien so nie, maar ja, het back ons 100% die africhters, spelers en ook die laaste paar maanden die theater werk wat ons aangesit het. Anyone else? Yeah, if, if, if the thing is finished, I just want to ask John. Uh, I didn't take you as a as a social media influencer. Uh, when did that change happen? <laughs> I'm not in any form of social media, <laughs> but uh, but but very thoughtful friends take take great joy in sending me screenshots saying, "Did you did you see this shit?" <laughs> I said, "I don't want to." <laughs> they all think they're helping me, but it's like you see what you see what the coding said about you. <laughs> you know, Machia and I don't know. But uh, I don't read the media, but I do read. <laughs> no, I don't read social media, Rihanna, but, but, but uh, people take joy in sending screenshots and uh, I think Adnan's, Adnan's, Adnan's respectable journal uh, had something to say about me, so, um, <laughs> fair enough though, fair enough, um, no, fair enough. Cool guys, we'll let you know on Saturday what the Sharks plan is, not up to me, but I'll... You know there are times where before you say something, you gotta think hard and deep. Because there's a greater possibility, there's a reflection of either the psyche, the mentality, the character in the person, or it reflects a bit of background. And for fear of exposing where you come from, you think twice and consider perspective. In your face. In the, in the olden days when Jesus Christ went on through his lessons, he was never specific in his references. He would always use symbols. Because whenever a symbol is used in a process where something has to be rectified, none of us gets consumed. If I were to refer to somebody who I would put it like that because I am. But if I were not, then I'd put it in a way that has respect in what I'm referring to. I hope you understand. I don't. Good afternoon, Takia. How are you guys? Uh, good, man. I'm Mike. I might as well kick off. Um, obviously, you're enjoying your rugby at the moment. Um, please just talk us through this this Curry Cup um, and, and your form. Uh, you, you seem to be really enjoying scoring tries. <laughs> um, yeah, this Curry Cup, uh, well, every week I just go out to enjoy myself, like you said, um, and I like just like enjoying the game with the guys and also training. Training is quite well. So every day we go out to try to enjoy ourselves. And this Curry Cup, I've just been trying to go out every day and just express myself. Thank you.
Um, um, Taki, I saw that uh, on the long journey uh, with the sharks, uh, that uh, video clip that uh, you struggle with the uh, visual impairment. Um, can you tell me about that? How did you o- overcome it um, to become a professional rugby player? And do you play with lenses? Um, yes, I do play with contact lenses. Um, I overcome it like at a young age. Um, so. I don't take anything as a struggle. I just take it as a, like a challenge for myself. So I think um, once I like take it as a challenge, I overcame it and like I just take it whatever comes my way. I just take it as it comes. Playing at tracks more at wing. <laughs> which position are you more comfortable with, a wing or fullback? Uh, well, at the moment, I'm quite enjoying the it on the wing. Um, I like scoring tries and um, I like um, uh, distributing tries as well. Um, so at the moment, I'm loving playing on the wing, but fullback, I also really enjoy. Um, Tucker, this is this is Gorgs here. Eh? Um, a lot of people have been comparing you to the likes of Chisholm Colby. Yes, we know he's a world, world-class player and obviously you play for the Sharks. But I mean, what's your take on that statement? Um, well, he's a he's a quite good player. Um, I would say one of the best um, wingers and finishers in the world. Um, so for me, like it's it's quite good being compared to him. Um, and uh, he, he he's a quite uh, inspired player. So he's one of the guys I look up to, and he's doing quite well. And then uh, last question. Um, obviously, you guys play, play province this uh, this coming week. Uh, what are your thoughts? How how are the guys in camp at the moment ahead of this uh, the last fixture of uh, Ron Robin before the playoffs? Uh, well, at the moment, everyone's so focused. Like every week, everyone's uh, doing their job. Everyone's staying focused for like each game, like one game at a time. So I think um, at the camp, everyone's just trying to do their job and. Um, trying to improve every day. Okay, Mike, again, just um, every time you get the ball, it looks like it's going through your mind that you you believe you can beat your opponent. Um, and off you go, and you invariably do. What, what, what goes through your mind when you get the ball? Uh, well, during the week, uh, I train different scenarios. So when it comes to the game, I just think back to the week, so um, so it, it it gets easier for me when I when I actually uh, get put in that position. So I think on the field, I just go through my process what I go through through the week. Thank you. Any further questions, guys? Yeah, just um, just a, a, a general question about the game coming up. Um, how are you guys feeling now about your form? Do you feel, do you guys feel that you, you know, is, is this one last game and then it's the playoffs or the Curry Cup? Do you guys feel you're on the right trajectory? Um, that you, you're peaking at the right time? That you're building to to really hit form in the playoffs? Um, yeah, like I said, we we quite focused um, every week. And uh, we take it game game by game. So I think this week 
we focus on the Western province and then we'll take it further from there. Any further questions, Jeff? Uh, just, um, just going back to talking about Cheslin, um, Take when you were growing up, were there any other wings that inspired you uh, watching on TV? So, so, some wings that you thought, wow, you know, I, I'm similar stature or I can play like that or um, they gave you confidence? Um, growing up, I looked up to players like um, J.P. Peterson and uh, Brian Abana because while I was playing um, in high school and primary school, like those were the guys that was, that were on form and that I looked up to, and I always tried to to uh, watch the games and um, watch every Saturday. I was quite excited to to see them on the field. So yeah, those are players that I looked up to. Great, thank you.